Are you someone with a dream, passion, and desire to become an entrepreneur? Hi, I'm Corey Mosley, and I'm on a mission to provide education and empowerment to aspiring entrepreneurs. If that's you, you're invited to join me every week as I talk with everyday entrepreneurs committed to beating the odds and building their businesses. Welcome to the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. As always, I'm Corey Mosley. I want to thank you for joining me. This is the destination for aspiring and first-time entrepreneurs or even people who already have their business going to get information and learn from entrepreneurs who are doing it every day. This week is no different. I always love having my friends on and boy, I've got something special for you I love all my guests, but I got somebody that agreed. I've been chasing them down for months. Someone special who's going to be joining us on the show today. It is none other than Mr. Delatoro McNeil. If you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, he is an internationally renowned peak performance expert, keynote speaker, best-selling author. He's got one of my favorite books, Caught Between a Dream and a Job. Delatoro has spoken in 49 of the 50 U.S. states and abroad. And man, this guy's delivered over 3,000 paid presentations to major corporations, professional associations, pro sports teams, churches. He, he's in the house of the Lord. He is really getting it done. He's got a huge client list, including Johnson Johnson, New York Life, Chase Bank, Prudential, Accenture, and a host of others. As a speaker and an educator in our field, he holds the prestigious CSP designation, which is something I'm also proud to, to hold as well, which places him on top of 7% of paid professional speakers worldwide. He's been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, BET, the Oxygen Network. I, oh, that's a new one. Oxygen. I haven't heard anybody say he's been on the Oxygen. He's been on the Oxygen Network. And also, just in case you're wondering, he also has a master's degree in human performance enhancement He's the co-founder of the Full Throttle Experience. I've personally attended that, which is a three-day annual leadership conference that he hosts in Florida with a motorcycle-themed leadership and business success event. You, you jump and you leap and you're breaking boards. I've been to it, and it is fantastic. Dell, I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Corey, man, I am tremendously excited, man, to be on the Fearless Entrepreneur Society, man. This is a really, really exciting opportunity to partner with you, man. And I, I love your heart, your passion, your integrity, and I love the subject matter. And so really, really excited about this. Thank you so much. So here's the deal. I Dell thought we were going to talk about one thing, and I'm only I'm only doing this because I know Dell is a super super professional and can handle any situation that gets thrown at him. And pre-recording, I was going to tell him, but I decided not to tell him. But Dell got me super fired up. He doesn't know this because I didn't mention it, but he got me super fired up about an hour ago. I I have. I got friends who stream all day and post and always streaming. And to be honest, I very rarely have the opportunity. I see it pop up, but I'm usually doing a million other things, recording podcasts, shooting videos. But something told me to click on his recording. And I started taking these notes and he was going just, he was going in on the bar at the barbershop and, and I heard it. He doesn't know. Well, I, I think I posted something after the fact, but he doesn't know I heard it. And I'm calling a complete audible because we were going to talk about one thing, but man, he was he was dropping so much knowledge from the barber's chair. Mm. I said, I am going to switch it up. He said something that was that I had to stop what I was doing, get out a sticky. If you if you were watching the video of this, I, I got out a sticky and I had to write it down. 
And the point he was making is people need to, to pick a lane and they need to go all the way in that lane. And I love analogies and all speakers love analogies. He said, you have to be like a stamp Man, and yeah. stick to one thing until it delivers. We got to talk about that some more right now because – I mean that that I was I was running to do a few things before we started recording and I'm walking around with my phone trying to do stuff and I'm listening to this and I'm like you know what I, I want to talk about this today to this audience because I do a lot of coaching as you do and I had a guy the other day that I was that I was pre-coaching meaning he hadn't bought the full program he hadn't bought in my complete program we were doing that pre-consult kind of thing seeing if there was a fit and this guy was just telling me about uh, how he's uh, doing credit repair. He's telling me about how he's, uh, he's, he's coaching also. Um, he's in real estate. Uh, he's sending me to all these different websites that he has. Yeah. And we're doing all this during the call. And I asked him, you know, are you really making any money doing this? I said, because you don't really have a business. You've got a bunch of hustles that right. you're trying to pick up all these pennies on. And I said, you've got, I'm on your coaching website right now and your coaching program, you're offering coaching for $99. So I said to myself, so I'm on a call now talking to him about my $5,000 program. And I said, listen, you're coach, you're offering coach for $99. I got to ask you a question. How good do you think I think you are at coaching if you're asking $99 for it? That's right. And he had this, you know, you talk about gifts. I've come into tune with one of my gifts being helping people create their own breakthroughs, right? So at that moment, I like to do all my coaching on video. At that moment, he had this, he had a breakthrough moment. Like, you know, you're absolutely right. And I got all these things going on and I'm not really making any money. And that, that hit home for me. So I, I made this big opening. I want to I hear from you now. I want you to expound on this for our audience about some of the mistakes that you're seeing entrepreneurs make and potentially how this affected your own business. I want to get personal in that way so people understand, you know, because the business of speaking and, and putting on these events, all that sounds cool, right? When everybody's rah-rah and they're jazzed up, but it is a beast to do behind the scenes. Yes, just, just pick up wherever you want. Because um, I'm so excited to hear what you got to say, and I know our audience is too. Pick up anywhere you want from there. All right. So one of the things. So thank you, Corey, for that wonderful setup, and I appreciate uh, your candor as well as your heart for uh, entrepreneurs and and our tremendous personal friendship and our professional relationship as well. And so I definitely want uh, everyone who is listening to this powerful podcast to please get a pen and paper out because I really believe I can share some things with you that will create some transformation and some breakthrough. Um, one of the things that I firmly believe that I was sharing on Instagram, uh, you want you can follow me. I'm on all social media. Just look for at Delatoro. I'm one of the only speakers in the industry that's on a first name basis. So just type in D-E-L-A and then Google will fill out the rest. But uh, follow us on all social media and we do these pop-up videos where we just offer massive content. So one of the things that I was really, that was really in my heart today was uh, pick one thing. And I think if you really want to be successful as an entrepreneur, I think it's vitally important that you begin with one level of expertise. And the reason why I say that's so important is because there's a scripture that says that ye shall or a person shall be like a tree. So if you just stop right there and you look at the metaphor of a tree, uh, a tree has roots that are uh, below the soil, and then a tree has a trunk, right? Now, if we stop right there, first thing that you have to understand as an entrepreneur is you will grow, write this down, you will grow roots first. Now, the reason why that's so important is because we live in a, I got chill bumps, Corey, we live in a microwave society where everybody thinks that they're 
can be famous tomorrow. We live in a society where because Twitter and social media has shortened and, and TED has shortened people's attention span, we think just because people's attention span is shorter that the learning curve or the process to create greatness is shorter as well. And while it might be shorter than it was 50 years ago, at the end of the day, I firmly believe that we have to understand that to grow a business, a successful, sustainable business. See, Corey, I've never heard anybody, we all hear the phrase, you wanna go from rags to riches. I've never heard the expression, I wanna go from rags to riches and back to rags, right? So in other words, we don't wanna just get to a goal and achieve a goal. We don't wanna just attain a goal. Most of us want to attain a goal and then we wanna maintain what we attain. In order to maintain what you attain, it is vitally important that you understand that you're going to have to grow your business roots first. Here's what that means. The first couple of years of your entrepreneurial dream, you need to be building the root system of your business, which, which is the foundation for your business that feeds into your trunk. Your trunk is the one thing that you are a master in. And the metaphor that I used on social media that I'm going to use right now is, let me ask you a question. Let's say you have a nice house in the suburbs. Me and Corey got nice houses in the suburbs. And it's a Saturday morning around 11 o'clock. And you're, you've been in the market for a really great landscaper to come and landscape your house. So one person comes around 1130, comes knocks on your front door to say, listen, we shampoo carpets. We do dishes. We do pools. We do uh we, we do home security, we do the doorbell camera, we do garage doors, and we also do lawns. And you're like, man, that's a lot, great, and we only charge XYZ for it. And then they leave. And then an hour later, someone comes up and they say, listen, I don't have a big fancy brochure, I don't have all this great stuff, I don't have a PowerPoint, but we do 25 lawns in your neighborhood. These are the before and after pictures of all, the, all your neighbors who have trusted us for the last 10 years to do yards. And we don't do anything else but maintain your yard, cut your yard, edge your yard, fertilize your yard, and keep it green all year round. Mm. Between those two entrepreneurs, who are you going to trust with your landscaping of your new beautiful home in the suburbs? Of course, you're going to pick the second entrepreneur, right? Because they picked one thing. They stuck to one thing. And everybody, I need you to understand something. You have to understand that people don't hire jacks. A lot of y'all who are listening to this, you got this skill, this talent, this skill, this anointing, this ability, this, and you're trying to market and promote too many things. The problem is the mind, the human mind, let's go NLP and psychology for two seconds. The human mind can only process three to five plus or minus two chunks of information at a time. So if you got five and six things on your business card, five and six titles on, your, on the signature of your email, five or six titles on your website. The more titles you get beyond three, the brain gets confused. Think about it. Your social security number is divided in three numbers. They divide your social security number into three chunks. Your phone number is divided into three chunks. Anything more than three confuses the brain. So at the end of the day, if you got more than three titles on your business card or your website or your social media, you're confusing the brain. The brain can't handle that much information. So you're coming across as a novelty act and not an expert. If you want to create success, you got to pick one thing. Let's take a megastar like Oprah. Right now, Oprah has a magazine. Right now, Oprah has Harpo Studios. Right now, Oprah has her own network. Right now, Oprah has her conferences and Super Soul Fests. Right now, Oprah has all these amazing things that she's done. But Oprah did not start there. Go back to the metaphor, ye shall be like a tree. Oprah started with one show that she was consistent with every day for over 20 years. One show, not a network, not a magazine, not studios, not all the stuff that she, not Super Soul Sessions, one show, interviewing guests 
coming to you at 5 or 5.30 every day for over 20 years. She picked one thing. So my friend, as you're listening to this, what is the one thing that you're willing to pick? And let me kind of, let me stack metaphors so this really goes into your subconscious. Okay, so hold on. No, wait, hold on. Okay, okay, I want to okay, challenge okay. you. I want to challenge you here for a second. Yeah, yeah, please. Because I want you to explain, I want you to, as you bring this to a crest, because see, you know, you get in keynote mode, right? I got to, yeah. you, you hit me with the up, it hit me with the air yeah. and the flow yeah. here. So, so I, I got to throw a yeah, yeah in there for you on the podcast. So, uh, so before I let you bring this home, I want to challenge you in the area because there's genres, right? There's verticals. So in your intro, we talked about, right? Churches, different right. group of people. Yeah. JP Morgan Chase, different group of people. Yeah. Auto experience, different group of people. Yep. So now what does that mean inside your world? Right. right. You wrap that all in the bubble of speaking, but those had to be three different messages to three different genres. Right. So watch this. So that's a fantastic question. So here's the beautiful part. Oh, about thank it. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm so the next gonna, Oprah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a great host. Sir. <laughs> Here's the truth about the metaphor, right? Ye shall be like a tree. Let's continue to look at the tree. The trunk is still the beginning. The trunk, I want you to look at your trunk as your primary gift, right? Your primary talent, your primary skill, right? From which you branch out into many different areas. But every branch from a tree still leads back to the trunk. So, Corey, you mentioned full throttle conferences. You mentioned speaking at mega churches. You mentioned uh, books and uh, reality television and all these. See, you're mentioning all the branches that came out of one level of mastery. So for me, my passion has been mastering the gift, the art, the craft, the business, the industry of speaking. So that's what I decided to do is master this gift that was inside of me. I was, I was, um, my mom was a, a Sunday school teacher. She was an English teacher. So if you're going to be Olivia's kid, my mom passed five years ago, but she was my greatest mentor. She was my best friend. And to this day, she clearly is the reason why I am who I am today. And so uh, if you were going to be Olivia's kid, my mom was never an entrepreneur. Neither one of my, my parents were entrepreneurs. Uh, but, but if you were going to be Olivia's son, you had to be articulate. So back in the third, fourth, fifth grade, I was getting all the longest parts in the Easter play, Christmas play. I used to have to play Jesus, Moses, Abraham. I, like, like, all my friends got Jesus wept. I got like 20 lines I had to make. I'm like, what is up with all this? But, but she developed that gift. And my mom used to narrate gospel plays and productions. So it was nothing for after school. We used to have to go sit in the auditoriums and I would have to listen to my mom and all these actors on stage portraying all these characters because that was just what she was into. So I was around oratory at a young age. And right. so you know, and I went to church every Sunday and I admired preachers and guest pastors, but I never really felt like I was supposed to pastor a church. But I said, I got this gift. And so I began to start studying people like Les and Willie Jolly and, and Zig Ziglar and, and Stephen Covey. I'm like, man, these people make a living being positive and helping people. And so right. what I decided to do for me, Corey, was I said, I want to master this gift of speaking and I want to inspire people and motivate people to be successful, right? So for me, Corey, that was my trump. And once I got clear that my gift and my talent was to develop my skill and craft of speaking, then I began to create, as you now call verticals, I started out in the college market. I spent the first six years of my now 15-year career in speaking, speaking exclusively to colleges and universities all across the country. And I became one of the top college speakers in the country. And so because of that, that was my first major 
branch that came out was speaking at colleges, right? Mm. And then I did that for a number of years. And then all of a sudden, you know, I started putting out promo videos and writing books and blah, blah, blah. And then corporations started calling me, right? And then people would see me at a company and say, man, you know what? You would be great to come and speak at my church. Or one of my books would hit a major television network and a pastor would see it and call me and say, hey, can you come? And then churches' doors started opening. And all these branches started coming from this primary trunk of mastering one thing. What am I trying to get everybody to understand? One of the other things that I said that I think is really, really important that I said on that Facebook Live that I want to share with you now is if you want to create success long term, you have to learn how to be like a stamp and stick to one thing until it delivers. And I want you to follow that metaphor real quick. If you had a package that you wanted to send to a free, let's say you're in New York and you want to send a package to somebody in Cali, right? Mm -hmm. You put postage on that package and you leave, right? Now I want you to imagine this, this postage, right? has a personality, it's got a character, it's a cartoon. And every time that pa- that postage on your package gets around other packages, it jumps off of your package and goes to <laughs> right? Something else that looks a little bit more so appealing, good. something else that looks a little bit more attractive, something that looks a little bit, this the, what's in that box is a little bit cooler than what's in my box. So your, your literal pack, pack, your postage jumps from package to package. Let me ask you a question. If your postage jumps, does your package it. ever arrive? I love this. It never does. And here's what I'm saying to you, my friend. We live in a world right now, chill bumps, listen to me. We live in a world right now where people are not willing to sit on that egg until it hatches. What we want to do is we want to go from network marketing to network marketing, direct sales to direct sales, from job to job, from $3,000 more a year to $5,000 more a year. We want to go from this business to that business to this, because we're not willing to stick to one thing until it delivers. And, and, And Russell Brunson wouldn't be who he is if he changed products. And you know how many times he launched ClickFunnels before it hit? Multiple right. times, right? right? You know, Henry Ford wouldn't be who he was if he gave up on his dream, if he gave up on that one thing he wanted to master. You're not going to remember anything else about Henry Ford besides the automobile. You're not going to remember anything about uh, Walt Disney except theme parks. You're not going to remember anything else about Einstein except brilliance and wisdom. You're not going to remember anything else about Steve Jobs other than technology and innovation. You're not going to remember anything else about Mel Gibson other than movies. Mm-hmm. What's my point? They're going to sum up your life in one word. One word, and that's your primary passion. So what is that one thing? What is your tree trunk? What is the, the core of who you are that you want to develop, Corey? And I think when we, once we get clear about the one thing, then you can branch out. Here's the beautiful part. Once you get good, Corey, at the one thing, then you can branch out into seven or eight different areas. Then you can bear fruit in those different areas, and then you can have leaves. And I mean, I mean, it gets beautiful from there. But so, so, okay. It starts with a trunk. Okay, so I want to let's personalize it for a second, yeah, right? Yeah, not yeah, just yeah. make it not just make it information we push out. Yeah. How did did you ever deal with this? Absolutely. Realizing you know master's degrees, you, you, I think one of your degrees is in instructional design or content. Yeah, like exactly. so, so right. So did you battle it? If so, how did you overcome it to to say, hey, speaking is where I need to be focused, or versus some of these other opportunities that probably came across your path. Uh, with your level of education and level of, of, of background. So, so Corey, absolutely, brother. Um, as an entrepreneur, man, I've done several things. I've done real estate. I had a over $2 million Section 8 property uh, real estate portfolio at one time. Uh, I had a clothing line at one time. I had a singing group. People don't understand this. I wanted to, <laughs> before I became a speaker, I wanted to be a member of Boys to Men. Like, bad. I still want to be a member <laughs> If Boyz II Men came to me today and said, you can take Mike McCary's place and come on tour with us, I would shut down NSA and everything to go on the road. 
<laughs> Wait, I've never heard you. I don't think I've ever heard. You. Can you sing? Yeah, so I'm a background. I'm a bass singer. I'm a bass singer. Okay. So okay. Lead, I don't sing all the lead singer. I let, I let Wanya do all that. But <laughs> all the low stuff, I can murder the low stuff. So I'm a bass singer. So, so. <laughs> oh, wait. So you come in when we, we baby. Baby, we yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, what you yeah, can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all, all the times tonight when you heard me, you ran out with that other fellow, baby. I know about that. Just, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and you know what's I funny? Part is I do that stuff on stage, and the audience goes crazy. I'll play like into the road in the background, and I'll start walking up to some girl and just start doing the bass talk. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> so, uh, but no, seriously. So I've had a, I've had a lot of different. <laughs> what we call now side hustles or side interests, right? Right. That I tried. Now watch the metaphor. Let's go back to the tree for a second. These were branches that I tried. I said, okay, let me try this branch of real estate and leveraging it into Section 8 housing and all that stuff. Did that. The market crashed in Florida, lost the property, sold them back to the bank, cut that branch off because I was never willing to allow a branch to destroy my trunk. Important lesson in entrepreneurship mm. because sometimes, I'm not sure if you've ever seen a tree who, ha who, who has a branch and the branch sometimes can be so heavy, it begins to weigh down the trunk of the tree. And mm. if you're not careful, right? If you branch out into something too far and too deep and too heavy, that's not meant for you, it can destroy your trunk, right? right. So I think it's so important that we have to branch out strategically and branch smart so you create balance. Here's what I mean by that. If a tree only branches out to the left and never branches out to the right, all of a sudden, guess what? That trunk is going to steeple over. You need balance, right? The healthy trees have balance on both sides. So what I began to do is I said, okay, hey, I tried the singing group thing. I found a couple guys. We did some great songs. We released a single. It was awesome, right? But it wasn't meant to be. So I tried it. Here's what I'm going to say to you as an entrepreneur. Try several things. Try different things. I tried singing groups. I tried a clothing line. I tried real estate. I tried all these different things. Now, wait, based on your theory, though, hold on. Now, based on your theory... Shouldn't you have just stuck with the group? Shouldn't you have just stuck with the real estate, sold all, did what you had to do to get all those properties, but now, you know, spring back? And isn't that the same thing you switch in well, stamps? Well, my primary passion was always speaking. So okay. here's what I'm saying to you. My primary passion never shifted, right? Mm. So we all have a, a pipe dream, right? We all have that. So the pipe dream was to be a member of Boys and Men. I know the group well enough to know that when Michael McCary left the group, they were never going to replace him. Plenty of people have tried. So, right. but I thought, oh my God, that's just, that would be cool. That's almost like saying, I'd like to be Gail, Oprah's best friend. There's only one Gail. <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's not going to happen, but it's like, okay, cool. That would be nice. So at the end of the day, my trunk never changed. So All the while that I was doing real estate, I was still doing speaking. All the while that I had my clothing line, I was still doing speaking. Speaking was always my trunk. What I'm saying, though, is that sometimes as entrepreneurs, we have these interests that we, we have these itch, I call them entrepreneurial itches that we need to scratch. You need to try that. You need to, you need to try Bitcoin to see if that's for you. You need to try cryptocurrency. You might need to try uh, Forex or you, you might need to try buying an apartment building with six other entrepreneurs to try those things to see if that fits you. You know, sometimes when it comes to branching out an entrepreneur, you, you got to try stuff on and see if it fits, see if it works. If it does, great. If it doesn't, cut it off, but never let anything affect your trunk. Whatever your primary core is, nothing should ever permanently affect the trunk because that, I can cut off 10 branches and sprout new branches all day long and bear much fruit all day long. But if the trunk gets damaged, I'm done. Right.
And that's what we that's and that's what we have to remember. That's the that's what you got to focus on. So you got to be like a stamp and stick to that one thing until it delivers. And what that means is I stuck with speaking good economy, bad economy, Corey. I stuck with speaking good market, bad market. I stuck with speaking before social media, during social media and after social media. I stuck right. with speaking when I was single. I stuck with speaking when I was married. I stuck with speaking when I was going through a divorce. I've never left my mm. core, right? When I, before I became a parent, now that I'm a parent of two girls, I've stuck with speaking no matter what. That was my thing. So for some people, it might be dentistry. For some people, it might be uh, it might be construction. For some people, it might be something in the medical field or yoga. Or okay, medical. so hang in there. So I don't want to go too off into the weeds here because this would be a whole nother show. Yeah. But I want to stay on this point because this is an issue that I think plagues a lot of entrepreneurs, right? People who, and you know what? It's funny because I had this similar conversation with a mutual friend of ours, uh, Walter Bond, where we had this conversation about going deep in the vertical, you know, versus wanting to do something else. What, What do you say to people who might be successful in a chosen field uh, they may be making money, right, by whatever society standards are, good job, good money. They may be doing well by society standards, but it's not truly what they want to be doing. So what if, so where you use speaking example that you never stop doing that, what about the person that's out there right now that, you know, they're world's greatest property manager and they never started doing that, but they've been trying to get their other hustles going. What if you were doing speaking because it paid, not because it was truly what you, I, I like to, Different right. people come from different perspectives on their spirit and, and faith. Yeah. I, I use the word alignment a lot. So if it wasn't something that you were in alignment, what do you say to somebody who's doing something where they're making it by society standards, but it's not truly what they want to be doing? So then what you've done is you found a highly paid career, but you haven't found your purpose. Mm. You haven't found what I call your assignment, your life assignment, your calling, mm. right? There's three ways to look at life. If you got a, if you got a pen, write this down. I want you to draw a triangle. And I want you to kind of divide the triangle into thirds, kind of going up, right? So you draw, you know, two two lines across. So you got basically got a lower third, a middle third, and a top third. There's three ways you can look at work. You can look at your work as a job, the way most people look at their work. And most people don't like their jobs. They feel underpaid, overworked, blah, 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 blah. The second way is you can graduate and look at your work as a career, which most people stop at. I have a good career. This career pays me. I get, you know, I work 30 years. I get a golden watch. I get a parachute. Well, whatever, right? Right. The third way you can look at your work is looking at your work as a calling and a dream. Mm. I was put on this earth for a reason. And the moment I was dropped on this earth, a problem was dropped on this earth at the same time. And when I understand Ooh. that my gift solves a problem in the earth, I've discovered my calling. And the people that are really, really significant and that make the most difference in this world are people who commit their lives, watch this, to making a difference and a dollar at the same time. So I would say to that person who's a highly paid career professional, great, you're a highly paid career professional, but you're at the second part of the triangle. You haven't evolved to the final level of maturity, which is looking at your work as a calling and a dream. And when you look at it as a calling and a dream, that's something that you can't be downsized, right-sized, laid off, fired from. You can't be downsized, right-sized, laid off, or fired from something that's ultimately your dream, right? So, and I believe that that's the final level that we need to arrive at. So for that person, what I would say is, listen, okay, if you're making a great amount of money doing something that's not your passion, tap into what your passion really and truly is. And one of the things that, that we put in our, in this book that you were talking about called Between a Dream and a Job is there's a whole chapter in the book all about getting clear about what your life's purpose really is. And I ask you 35 of probably the most challenging questions you've ever been asked to help you get clear 
about what your life assignment is. And then once you know what that is, it's a matter of then going after that with the same level of hustle and fortitude and fight that you gave to your career. Here's a big disconnect I see, Corey. People will give their lives to a job or a career. You ask them to put that same hustle and fight and fortitude and determination into their dream or their entrepreneurial vision, and all of a sudden the passion, the commitment wanes. And I'm like, okay, you gave the military 35 years, but you won't give your business five. I don't understand. Yep, yep, it's all right. It's all and right. it's like if, if you're not willing to put that level of work in, you're not. You can't expect that level of result out. So tell me something. I mean, this. <laughs> We can go all day. Hey, actually, I'm going to do something that I've never actually done before in all of our episodes here. Um, if when, when this airs and uh, you guys are listening to this, if you email me at Corey, C-O-R-Y, at fearlesswithcorey.com, I'm going to give the first 10 listeners who email me, I'm going to buy 10 copies of Dell's book, uh, Caught Between a Dream and a Job, for those of you, and I'm going to ship them out to you. Dell will sign them, and we'll get them out to you. So as, as this airs, as you listen to it, to also encourage people to get on this podcast the moment it's released, right. uh, email yeah. Corey, C-O-R-Y, at fearlesswithcorey.com. First 10 people, I will send a copy of Dell's uh, book to. So, Dell, we can go on and on here, but I want to switch gears for a second. W- what would you say was one of your craziest entrepreneurship moments? <laughs> like, where did something happen? Like, I always tell the story about the emergency root canal I had to have at 930 in the morning in Vegas when I had 400 people waiting for me on a keynote. I had to speak at one o'clock, 930 in the morning. I showed up at the dentist's office. So I, it was a great icebreaker when I, I was still on the Novocaine when I got on the stage. I said, just to let you all know, if anybody sees any drool coming down my mouth, I was just I just got an emergency root canal. So everybody was I had a nice, light, forgiving audience that day. I mean, I still killed it, of course, but but uh, but I had everybody in the zone. But what do you think back to some moments that might have been crazy for you? or Oh, my gosh, dude. Probably one of the craziest entrepreneurial moments that I had was I remember the first time that me and Les Brown did an event together. Mm. Uh, I was learning from Les Brown and uh, he, I was in one of his uh, speaker programs and okay. and part of his program, you had to end up doing an event with him. And so we were doing a motivational Monday in Tampa. He flew in, he was in Miami at the time. So he flew, actually, yeah, he flew in to Tampa to do the motivational Monday. And so I had, I took a risk. I created a program. Everybody knows Les Brown knows that his signature message is, you got to be hungry, right? right so I took right, a yeah. risk and I said, okay, I like the whole hunger piece, but I created a message called from a hunger to a craving. And I yeah. took his whole concept of you got to be hungry. And I, dismantled it and rebuilt a better philosophy saying hunger is general, but a craving is specific. Mm. It was sickening, bro. And I told Les, I said, Les, I got a surprise for you tonight for tonight's motivational uh-huh. Monday. <laughs> I said, dude, I need you to go first. I need to go last. He was like, I'm Les Brown. Are you kidding me? You open for me. I said, Les, trust me on this one. You go first. I'm going last. He's like, no. I'm Les Brown. This is the, my motivational Monday. You go first. I'm like, oh, God. So I went first and destroyed from a hunger to a craving. He was on the front row. And after he was done, he got up. He said, ladies and gentlemen, he said, that's the greatest motivational message I've wow. ever heard. He wow. said, I have nothing else to say. Wow. I will not speak after him. And he said, wow. mark my words. I'm going to get him back. <laughs> and to this day, wow. you guys can call Les right now. Les will tell you, he said, Delta is the only speaker on the planet that I refuse to speak after. He said, I will not speak after that brother. And and to me, when I think about the greatest risk I took, 
He was my mentor. He was a great friend. I mean, we text and talk all the time. And um, it was a major risk because I knew that I was stepping on his philosophy a little bit, but I had right. to believe in my gift and talent. And I had mm. to trust that what I said, what I had to say mattered and it counted. And right. to this day, when Bless and I are on Facebook together or doing a Facebook Live or Instagram Live or any of that, he will mention that moment. That was 12 years ago. Wow. And he will mention that as one of his favorite moments of all time. And it was a risk. So I'm saying to you all as entrepreneurs, take some of those risks, bet on yourself, believe in yourself and put your best foot forward and uh, it could pay off in major dividends for you. <laughs> Man, that, well, I never knew that story. That is, that's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> All right, well, that was a crazy moment for sure. Could yeah. have, that could have been an epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this, we're moving to the part of our show, which is called the Entrepreneurship Rapid Fire section. In this segment, I'm going to ask you some questions that talk about how you tick or give people insights into how you tick as an entrepreneur. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Are you a PC or a Mac guy? Mac all the way, baby. What's your favorite credit card to run your small business? Ooh, Amex Platinum. Are you a physical planner or a digital planner guy? Digital. What's currently your favorite software to manage your business? Uh, Basecamp. Starbucks, Dunkin', or other? Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that surprise me? Thank you card or thank you email? Thank you card. Handwritten thank you notes. Yep. When it comes to you reading for yourself, hardcover, tablet, or audiobook? Mm, um, I, I, I'm st I, I love audiobooks, but I still love uh, paperback books. Got it. What would you say is your next big goal? I would love to be inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Okay. Awesome. Final question. One day with any mentor who is still alive, who would that person be? Tony Robbins. Tony all Robbins. Oh, all, all day. day. Well, you know, I was just down in Palm Beach, and I, I think I have a pretty good pinpoint radius of where the house that he lives in. I've got a pretty <laughs> idea based on video I've seen him from his house, and I go to Palm Beach every year, so yeah. I think I have a proximity. We might want to just go down there. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll catch a, uh, an Instagram when he's, like, home. Right, yeah. we'll try to catch something, and we go down there. And I think we're—I think I'm good within ten to twelve houses. So we should be able to knock that out before we get arrested, and probably <laughs> figure out, <laughs> probably figure out which one it is. <laughs> okay, we're we're at the final segment of our show today, which is entrepreneurship trivia. I'm going to ask you a trivia question, multiple choice. So I give you a good shot. If you get it correctly, I'll be donating twenty-five dollars to the charity of your choice. If and when you get it wrong, fingers crossed, you'll be donating twenty-five dollars to the charity of my choice. Right. Are you ready for your question? I am ready, sir. Okay. Who said this quote? Your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. Here are your options: Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, or Elon Musk. Do you want me to read it one more time? Yes. Here's the quote. Your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, or Elon Musk? I'm going to go with Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, is that your final answer? Yes. Steve Jobs is the incorrect answer. <laughs> 
Bill Gates is actually the gentleman who is quoted with making that statement. Wow. So, Bad news is you got it wrong. Good news is the KLM Scholarship Foundation will be picking up $25 on courtesy of Mr. Delatoro McNeil, the third, might I add, there. I love it. You know, I got to tell you, it has been super exciting. Uh, I know you talked about your social media earlier, but one more time, uh, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, just uh, follow us on all social media. Just look for, just search us at Delatoro. So D-E-L-A-T-O-R-R-O. That's D-E-L-A-T-O-R-R-O. It's all of our social media platforms. And so find us there. Then my primary website is also Delatoro.com. And then you can uh, send us an email if you want to reach out to us at Delatoro at Gmail. So uh, we're kind of on a, on a first name basis with everything online. So that's how you can find us. And um, if you're interested in learning more about how we develop speakers, how we train speakers, how we coach speakers, we have uh, two different programs. One is called Crush the Stage Live. That's Crush the Stage Live. That's our three-day quarterly deep dive boot camp where you work directly with me. And I literally transform your public speaking and presentation skills in a very intimate space. And we uh, take you from where you are to where you really want to be so we can get you what we call expert good and expert ready industry good, industry ready, so you can go out there and crush stages and make the kind of money you really want to make as a speaker. Uh, so you can learn more about that at crushthestagelive.com. And then if you just want to kind of get an introduction to how we take things to the next level with speakers, pick up a copy of our seventh book, our newest book. It's mm -hmm. called Platinum Presentations, 52 Tips to Speak with Confidence, Win Your Audience, and Grow Your Bank Account. And you can pick that up at platinumpresentationsbook.com. That's PlatinumPresentationsBook.com. And anybody who's listening to this who's in Toastmasters, if you're in Toastmasters, which is the largest public speaking organization in the world, uh, I was the 2017 opening keynote for, for Toastmasters, uh, we created a special set of products just for Toastmasters. You can learn more about those by visiting ToastmasterToTopSpeaker.com. That's ToastmasterToTopSpeaker.com. And we have a suite of products specifically for people who are members of Toastmasters to help you grow and radically ascend your public speaking and presentation skills as well. So uh, that's my thing. That's my trunk. So a lot of what we do centers around speaking and presentation and things of that nature. So uh, we've been really blessed and fortunate to uh, do what we do. And, and this podcast is a direct result of an extension of the gift of using and leveraging and mastering your craft of speaking. Awesome, man. Thank you again for joining the show. Hey, tremendous honor, Corey. Well, this brings us to another edition or to the end of another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. If you are thinking about starting your business and have some concerns, you need to check out my free training, Five Simple Strategies to Get Your Business Started Now. That is available online at fearlesswithcorey.com. As always, I want to leave you with this. Keep the mind sharp, the vision clear, the resolve strong, and you will make it. I'm Corey Mosley. This has been another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'll see you next week. Are you still there? I just want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Our podcast is distributed to several different sources like iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, plus, of course, our own website. And it would mean so much to me if you liked the show to leave a review. It, of course, helps to build our popularity, but it also helps us come up in search engines so we can reach as many entrepreneurs as possible. So can I count on you to leave a review? I know I can. Thanks again, and I look forward to sharing with you next week.